Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You're listening to a Chicago Sports Nation production. Enhancing your Chicago sports fan experience. Well, come on. Here we go. It's another edition of Bears Nation podcast. I'm your host, Jake Hassan, joined by Kevin Lapka and Chris Nano. Josh Lyles is doing some big-time adult stuff, so he will not be joining the program this week. But you have the three of us. We'll hold it down the best we can. We know Josh will give us some good feedback, and you can always chime in with him on Twitter. But we'll get into it, the three of us. Starting with injury news, the biggest one that I think we need to talk about is Akeem Hicks goes on IR with that elbow injury. Obviously, this is huge. Obviously, Akeem Hicks is a big part of your defense, and it it sucks to lose him. He's your anchor. He's your guy. He's that disruptor. Perfect compliment to Khalil Mack. Um, Makes the whole defense better. Losing him means a lot of other guys are going to have to step up. But initial reactions to losing Akeem Hicks, guys. Yeah, I mean, it's big. You mentioned it, right? It's a big loss. You never want to lose a big-time Pro Bowl player like Hakeem Hicks. But, you know, the thing that we talked about after the Minnesota Vikings, and it was the mantra that we used all that whole week that everybody used, it was next man up, right? And specifically at that position, because Hakeem Hicks did not play in that game against the Minnesota Vikings. Everyone was freaking out pregame. And then, you know, Dalvin Cook is coming into town as the leading rusher at the time. So it was really a recipe for disaster in that game. But Nick Williams, Roy Robertson-Harris, Held it down. Yeah, and also, Bilal Nichols was not in that game either. So both of those guys, Nick Williams and Roy Robertson-Harris, held it down. So although Akeem Hicks is a huge loss, I think Bears fans still need to have the sense of, okay, we're in good hands here with, again, Bilal Nichols coming back, has practiced all week. Roy Robertson-Harris, we know what he's capable of. And Nick Williams as well. We know what all those guys are capable of. So I think, uh, you know, again, it's a tough loss and you hate to see it, especially such a fighter and such a grinder and such a presence in the locker room that Akeem Hicks is. But, you know, that mentality next man up, we saw it against Minnesota and I have full trust in those guys to hold it down uh, in the run game and in just the pass rush while he's gone. Look, um, I I really don't think I could have said it any better. Uh, Kevin hit it right on the head. I think losing Akeem Hicks is obviously a huge deal. It's not ideal at all, obviously. Um, but, you know, we have the players to, to, to step up, um, you know, in his place. We have uh, probably, you know, in my opinion, the, the deepest defensive line in the league. I think if, if we could, you know, lose a star player at any position, I feel like that's the one we could lose. Uh, you know, that's the position that we could lose and still get away with, um, you know, just because we are so deep and talented. But, you know, it, it's going it, to it sucks. It, it really does suck. Um, hopefully, you know, he comes back sooner rather than later. I believe uh, he, the, the soonest he can come back, I believe, is week 15 against Green Bay. Um, so hopefully, you know, that's when he is able to come back. But until then, I think we have the guys to step in for him. So 
Um, I'm, I'm, it sucks. It's devastating, but you know, we just gotta, you know, like we've been saying all season long, next man up, next man up. Yeah. I think like Kevin said, getting Bilal Nichols back. Um, I mean, these two really go hand in hand. Bilal Nichols broke his hand, ironically, <laughs> um, and pun not intended. Wow. That was brutal. But anyway, you guys know Bilal Nichols broke his hand before the season even started. The bears were counting on him to kind of be a big factor on this defensive line. You lose him for the first few weeks. You get him back now, but you lose Akeem Hicks. Uh, Bilal Nichols, he was great last year as a rookie, and I think everything that we saw over the offseason was that Bilal Nichols was ready to take another step forward. He was ready to become a real key part of this defensive unit. So hopefully he helps you uh, you know, kind of shoulder that loss of Akeem Hicks a little better. Also mentioned Roy Robertson-Harris. That man is a physical specimen. And Nick Williams has played really well. So I think, Chris, you nailed it. We have enough depth on the defensive line to at least survive until Hicks can come back and when this defensive unit uh, can then get that boost. Yeah, and if you we're talking about the Saints game today, we're going to do a little bit of preview of that. So if you want to talk specifically about that game, the Saints ranked 19th in rushing uh, in the NFL. So this is not the Saints team we expected with Alvin Kamara and uh, you know the guys at Taysom Hill, the guy, the threats that they pose in the backfield. Uh, I think the loss of Mark Ingram, they lost him to the offseason of the Ravens. I think that's a huge loss. So when you come into this game, it's not like you know you see Alvin Kamara on the page. You're like, okay, this is a very very talented back, but. As far as run defense going, we know that's where Akeem Hicks excels. The Saints aren't bringing the typical Saints run game that most people are expected to in Chicago this weekend. So I thought they'd note that out just specifically for this game. You know, obviously it is an issue uh, as we go forward. But again, we're in good hands and 19th and rushing. The Bears with that, those backup guys should have no issues, I would say, against this uh, this rush offense of the New Orleans Saints in this week. Yeah, I think that right now you can survive and we'll obviously see what happens going forward, what kind of rotation gets established. Um, still more injury news, and this one this one hurts. Kyle Long goes on IR, not designated to return. He look, he's going to miss the rest of the season. Kyle Long, heart and soul of this team. Obviously, he'll still be on the sidelines doing his thing, trying to fire the guys up. But the real question here is, have we seen the last of Kyle Long on the field? I'm going to say yes. Um, yeah. I hate to say it. You know, it sucks. Kyle Long has just been through so much for the city. You know, it, it's it's one of those things where it feels like, you know, if he, if we do, if this, this is the last, you know, if he has played his last snap for the Bears, it, it feels like it's something that kind of had to happen, but no matter no matter when it happened, you knew you knew it was going to be devastating. You know, you don't you don't Kyle Long. I mean, he's just he he's a legend in in Chicago, in my opinion. I think he's done so much. He's just a great guy, great player. You know, he cares about his teammates. He, he just wants to win, and you know that 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 speaks to everything that you know Chicago fans want in, in their in their players. So um, it, it it does suck. Um, I, I kind of wanted to to not talk about the football aspect of it for now. I just wanted to, because it, it really hit me hard, and I, I'm I'm sure you guys feel the same way. Obviously, nothing set in stone with him leaving and or whatnot, but you know, it, it just it, it stinks. Um, and you know, I just hope, you know, I just hope he can still be a part of this team, and and hopefully this is the year that that we can get him that Super Bowl ring. I'm I'm. It would be a great way for him to to end his time in Chicago. 
Yeah, I mean, this is the guy who was drafted in 2013, so he was even there for the Mark Trestman era, and then he gets John F- I mean, he's been through it all. He's been through the good times and the bad times of this franchise in recent history, so, you know, everyone, hearts out to Kyle Long. Everything that I've seen on Twitter, the reaction to this positive i mean everyone loves this guy chris mentioned it he has done so much for the city so much for this organization just passion and heart every time he walks onto the field but you know we do have to get into the football aspect of it and it, it really sucks and it's unfortunate but the, the fact of the matter is as much as we love kyle long i truly think this offensive line will flow better without him and again it's not a knock to him it's not it's not a knock to his talent level. It's not a knock to what he's capable of. It's just what he was doing with his health. I mean, that's really what it boils down to as far as this year. I mean, every time he was out there, I mean, we know what he's capable of. We're not undermining his talent in any way. It's just he just looked stiff. He looked just not right, not in the in the right state of mind uh, health-wise to just be out there and be uh, a capable guy at the right guard position. So, you know, we'll get into it a little bit deeper, but I will say, you know, we love Kyle Long, but – him being out of that rotation off in the offensive line, I think will will make it better for this offense. But you know, hopefully he gets better. And if he does retire, you know, we love what you did for the city. But let, let's hope we get that ring for him, or, or hope that he gets healthier and returns next year. Yeah, I unfortunately have to agree. I think this is the last time we see Kyle Long playing on a football field outside of some kind of ceremonial thing. But you guys both mentioned he was great. He was here in the dark times. Uh, unfortunately didn't get to see a lot of the brighter times because of various injuries. And, you know, he's a Chicago bear all time. Great for not just his play on the field, but just what he meant to the locker room, things like that. And, you know, I kind of alluded to it. He's still going to bring that fire. He's still going to be that guy on the sideline. That's, you know, bringing the fire, getting in guys faces, trying to, and still being that mentor even too, because now, you're going to see a lot of Rashad Coward and Alex Bars probably. Mm-hmm. And these are young guys who are inexperienced. He's still going to be that mentor and, and play that role. So like Chris said, I, I hope we can bring him some, a ring or something. Um, but, you know, thoughts out to Kyle Long. Many thanks to him for, you know, <laughs> uh, bowling through those Tressman and Fox years. Uh, moving forward, we got some better news with injuries now to move forward with. We already mentioned Bilal Nichols. He's had a full week of practice, expected to play against the Saints, likely going to start. But also on the offensive side, we have Taylor Gabriel and Mitch Trubisky, full participants in practice the last two days. Looks like they will play as well against the Saints on Sunday. Guys, we'll start with Mitch because obviously that's the hot ticket item here. Last two weeks of Chase Daniel, obviously the wounds from the Raiders game still fresh in our memories, still fresh in our minds. We all agreed after that that this team is better with Mitchell Trubisky taking the snaps and being the starting quarterback. Do we expect, I mean, obviously we expect the offense to be better, but do we expect the offense to flow better? Do we, like, what kind of changes are we looking for? And what are we expecting out of Mitch? And we'll dive deeper into this when we do the preview. But right off the bat, initial surface level, what do we expect out of Mitch in this likely first game back? Um, I, I'll start off with this one. I I, I want to start off by saying I do not want to hear any excuses from Bears fans if he doesn't play well from here on out. Like, literally none. Um, you that I already know if he plays bad, the one excuse I'm going to hear is the fact that he's injured. And I know the Bears would not put him in a situation to risk further injury. So 
the Bears definitely wouldn't clear him if he wasn't ready to go. I'll, I'll, I'll start off by saying that. Second of all, this is we've reached the point um, in the season where, you know, in the offseason, we were kind of thinking, OK, that that's where the schedule really starts with all due respect to the teams that we've played already. It's just now this is the tough stretch in the year. So I think the offense, I mean, if they don't pick it up now, it's not going to end well. So, I mean, th- this is I, I, I don't think we should expect anything less than the offense to start flowing because, I mean, there's no excuse at this point. That's that's the bottom line, in my opinion. Um, so, I yeah, I am expecting the offense to flow a little bit better. Um, you know, I, I just don't see any reason why we shouldn't, if that makes any sense. Correct. No excuses. And although this is a good Saints defense, one of the tops in the leagues, I'd say, um, in the league, this is exactly where the Bears hit their shot, I think. And look, the Mitchell Trubisky injury plays to the advantage of the Bears. And here's why I say that. What do we know about Mitchell Trubisky that everyone was so excited about in the offseason that we saw a very nice glimpse of last year but haven't seen it really at all this year is his legs, right? Well, when your arm's a little bit injured, let's go to what's healthy and what is, you know, Again, you just use very well, utilize very well. That's his legs, okay? So I think in this game, the game plan is going to be a whole lot of play action and a whole lot of Mitchell Trubisky getting out on the run. Because I get it. I mentioned this this Saints defense is good, man. And they're nothing to sneeze at, uh, as, as Jake would say. But, you know, get him out on the run. The last time the Bears played the Saints, I was watching those highlights back from 2017, that Zach Miller injury game. Mitchell Trubisky had like a 30-plus yard run. I mean, this is these are the things I'm, uh, I want to see out of the offense. And, again, I just think him being injured on his arm I think he's going to cut it loose I don't think they're going to hold him back on that but you know there may be times where they just say all right let's let's use those legs we haven't seen it yet and someone a, a reporter brought it up and Matt Nagy uh brought it up a little bit too just about his legs and want to get those going a little bit so hopefully hopefully that is the goal whole lot of play action whole lot of Mitchell Trubisky scrambles it in the event that that arm really isn't 100% healthy, but from what we heard from him, he said he's close to 100%. I fully expect him to play and cut it loose on Sunday. So let me ask you guys this. You both have said that you don't want to hear excuses. How much of a of a leash, how much wiggle room do you give him for just knocking the rust off? He's been out of action for three weeks now. How, how much wiggle room do you get him to get back into form? You, uh, there's, I mean, if you're, I don't know if you're implying that like they would bench him, but I no no no. I'm saying, I'm saying, you know, obviously, like that, how many drives would you give him to knock the rust off? I think is correct. You're to say, I'm, right? I'm I'm saying, how much time do you give him before you're like, okay, you got to start hitting these throws. You got to start like how how much wiggle room do you give him to knock the rust off, get the tires spinning again after he's been off for three weeks? Okay, yeah, no, okay, I see what you're saying. I I mean, okay, the the whole team has been on by obviously, so um. I'm going to say I'll, I'll I feel like this is being lenient but I'll give him until halftime. He my thing is the offense has to flow well and honestly I don't care too much about the result right away. I just want to see them moving down the field with ease or at least easier than they have been because it seems like you know at some points it would be hard to even get first downs and I, and I know you guys know what I'm talking about. Like it, it you you just the, the offense would be on the field and you would feel at like zero confidence in the offense. So I just want to see them, you know, moving down the field. And as far as the the leash aspect goes, I'd say probably until halftime. If he's still not playing well in the second half, I I mean, that's that's kind of a problem, I'd say. So, yeah, I'll give him until halftime, I think. 
Yeah, see, that's crazy, honestly. I thought I thought you'd go shorter. I literally thought Chris was going to come out and say, if he doesn't throw a 50-yard play on the first drive, I'm giving up on him. <laughs> I, I was expecting that. I mean, I'm honestly, I'm going to give him two series. I, I really am. And, again, this is a, a very good Saints defense, so I don't expect it to happen right away. But, you know, I, I truly do believe that this offensive line is going to be better and they're going to open more holes. But, you know, on a team like this, Saints, you want to attack early, and you really want to get ahead at home, and I think they really need to do that. So I'm expecting, you know, these first two series when Matt Nagy's calling the plays, and he he's got the scripted plays for those first, I don't know, 15, 20 plays. I, I think the Bears are really going to cut it loose and thrive. And and okay, if it doesn't happen after two drives, I think that's when you start to get a little bit a little bit angry. But I wouldn't really get worried until halftime, like Chris said. But after two drives, you want to see them go up and get a lead against a a, a solid defensive team like the New Orleans Saints. Let me yeah. let me ask you let me ask you guys something really quick. See, because I'm I'm so like caught in between. Like I, I keep saying, I kind of don't really care about the results as long as the Bears' offense shows improvement. But then at the same time, let's say the offense looks like crap again, but the Bears somehow pull out a W. Like, how are we feeling about this whole situation? Like, as far as the whole team goes. Mm, I I mean, uh, wins at the end of the day are all that matters. But, I mean, you still want to see this team play tightly. You're hoping – I think the, the hope is going into this game that by the end of it we're saying, okay, that was really solid, well-rounded football. Maybe a, a couple small mistakes here or there, but overall a really tight game. And I think following London, that's what you want to see because you had the bye. You had all this time but off – not all this time off, but you know you had a week off to work on things, and I think that's all you want to see. Here's what I think we should be talking about at the end of the game on Sunday. I think we should be saying, wow, the rushing game looked good, and wow, the offensive line looked good. Because if those two things are if those two things are working, then it's most likely the pass game is going to work as well. So I think I think that's the main goal. And we'll get a little bit more into that running game. But again, we, we, we know about the woes of the offensive line, and I truly do believe that that unit really, really affected Mitchell Trubisky's success in those first three games, uh, first two games. And then you saw the third game against Washington, right, when Kyle Long was out and you saw Ted Larson was in there. Well, that was the offense's best game. I mean, they put up 31 points, 24, actually. Hot and Clinton Knicks had that pick six. So the offense put up 24 points, but they, they they flowed better. The play calling looked great. And again, not, not a knock to Kyle Long, but I truly do believe that that was their best offensive performance because Ted Larson was in there. The offensive line looked good. I read an article the other day about a guy who did some really, really cool research. I don't remember the specifics of it, but he was saying that basically any other quarterback in the league wouldn't be having major success uh, at all behind the Bears' offensive line, what they had done through the first five games before the bye. So I really do think that after the Saints game, you need to be talking about a great run game and great pass protection, and with those two things will come great throwing of the football by Mitchell Trubisky. Cool, cool. Okay, I, I, I hear you guys. Um, yeah, just my to answer my own question, uh, I think you give Mitch probably about a quarter uh, to really start. Feeling. I mean, depend. This all depends, of course, how often the offense is on the field. Yada yada yada. Um, and also, yeah, I thought Chris was going to say he needs to come out firing immediately. But <laughs> hey, yeah. hey, this this man's full of surprises. Sometimes we love to see it character is. development. Yes. Um, <laughs> let's. Jesus. Um, all right, let's talk about Taylor Gabriel while we're at it, since we're talking about the offense. Huge to get him back. He had that concussion issue. He missed the Raiders game. Uh, he's back full practicing. We saw what he could do in the game against Washington. He missed the next two games. You need him. 
he's a downfield threat. He's a big play threat. He's that speed guy. He's the take the top off. Um, with Allen Robinson developing into this all-around wide receiver one who can really do everything, he I think Gabriel compliments him nicely. He opens things up for Robinson to move and work. Uh, so I think this is huge. And we know that Mitchell Trubisky likes to target Gabriel, especially with those down the field. You know, he Taylor Gabriel is the primary downfield option for Mitch Trubisky. So obviously he's a huge boost. What are we expecting? Because concussions are nothing to play with. They it takes a, a little bit of time to come back from those. What are we expecting out of Taylor Gabriel and Mitch Trubisky and their connection against the Saints? So I remember before he had gotten hurt, I mean, he was playing really well. And, and like you said, I mean, he was getting involved. So it's huge to get him back, of course. I, I think, you know, like you said, he's he's the main, you know, deep field op- or deep threat option. So, um, you know, he, he seems like Taylor Gabriel almost always catches deep balls, like regardless of how or where it's thrown. Um, so, you know, he, he's, you know, he, it's great to have him back. I think Anthony Miller, uh, Taylor Gabriel, Allen Robinson, all of them are going to be, you know, uh, playing from here on out how we thought they would to start this year. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm really, I'm, I'm excited about it. I, I don't, I, you know, it couldn't have happened at a better time coming out of the bye, um, you know, and, and we get one of our top playmakers back. So it's huge, of course. Yeah, I mean, anytime you can get a guy like Taylor Gabriel back on the field, you love to see it. I mean, not just what he provides downfield as a threat on the deep ball, but on those option plays on a quick screen, he's just an electric type player that you want out there. So really, really good to get him back and add another piece to this offense. You know, someone tweeted, uh, who's the safety blanket for Mitch, Allen Robinson or Taylor Gabriel? I wouldn't necessarily say Taylor Gabriel is the safety blanket, but, you know, we have seen it in the past. We've seen history of Mitch Trubisky throwing the ball deep, uh, and he, he's made a lot of really nice throws to Taylor Gabriel in the end zone and deep down the field. So I totally expect the Bears to do that. Maybe they'll come out firing with one of those deep balls to Taylor Gabriel right off the bat since they haven't seen him in a while. So uh, let's hope that not only is he effective on the screen game and the option game, but also downfield on those deep balls. I want to see a few of those from, from TG this weekend yeah i think the same i think you immediately start filling that role i think you immediately start going back to that because you and especially with anthony miller reportedly starting to feel better and he cut that harness off his shoulder uh if you could get all three of those guys back to their normal roles and back into a flow that's going to be enormous for this team so i i really think that this will be helpful and it'll be better for mitch and I, I think the offense will see a pretty big boost getting Mitch and Taylor Gabriel back at the same time. That wraps up the injury news. Let's dive right in. Let's do our deep dive for the preview against the Saints. Um, New Orleans originally were, I, I would say, is it a reach to say that they were a playoff or not a playoff, a Super Bowl contender before the season? No, yeah. not at all. No. Oh, no, not yeah, Not a reach. But yes, they, they are contenders. Okay. Yeah, so they, yeah, yeah. I, I, I think they were contenders for the Super Bowl, especially after what happened in their playoff game against the Rams. They are currently first in the NFC South, uh, recently coming off a win against the Jaguars, which they just barely won 13-6 to last week. Uh, this is still a good team. Despite the loss of Drew Brees, Teddy Bridgewater has played pretty well. Now, granted... They haven't, I mean, their last two opponents have been the Jaguars and the Buccaneers, but they've only beaten both of those teams by a single touchdown. You know, I I think that those teams are both not great defenses, especially considering that the Jaguars didn't have Jalen Ramsey. So I, I think there's a lot to like 
here. I, I think that the Bears match up at least pretty well. It's not as scary, I think, as we thought in the beginning of the preseason. I think that you match you you have a decent matchup here. I think this is going to be a competitive game. I think the Bears will be in it till the end. We can save predictions uh, till the end of this segment. But the matchup I'm looking for most is, Kevin, you alluded to it, the defensive line against this Saints rush attack. They're 19th. That's not what you're expecting when you have Alvin Kamara. So let's see what this defensive line does with Akeem Hicks out and Bilal Nichols in and those other guys, those other role players stepping up. I'm really looking forward to this battle in the trenches. Yeah, um, I wanted to point out Alvin Kamara didn't practice today. Uh, Jared, Jared Cook didn't practice today. And um, I don't know if you guys heard, but P.J. Williams, their second mm-hmm. cornerback, actually got suspended yesterday. So he's going to be missing the Bears game. Um, so, wow. I mean, th- those are three very important players mm-hmm. um, that, that the Saints could potentially be missing. So, you know, it's definitely not as scary as as – we had thought, you know, coming into this season, obviously because of injuries. But look, I mean, we're missing Akeem Hicks, too. So, um, you know, there, there's definitely some players that we wish we could have as well. Um, but I'm going to be honest, Teddy Bridgewater, with all due respect, does not scare me very much. Um, and, you know, especially if Kamara and Jared Cook are not there. I mean, you zero in on Michael Thomas and, you know, you make the other guys beat you. And, you know, if, if the Saints end up beating us that way, then, you know, so be it. They're, you know, you, you can live with that, I feel so. Um, I'm actually really damn confident that the Bears, you know, pull it out in this game. So, um, yeah, I'm excited. Kevin, who are you watching in this matchup? What what are you keying in on for this? Look, look, if Kamara does not play, I, I would honestly be willing to write this one off before the game starts. I mean, look what the Bears defense did against Dalvin Cook and the Minnesota Vikings at home. And I, I'll, I'll keep referencing at home because I, I do think this team is a lot better not just defensively but as a whole team at home and we saw that last year as well a little bit um you know their two losses last year were to uh two of their losses were Miami and New York terrible games on the road at home stifling defense you know flowing offense and I think the 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 New Orleans Saints coming in here with Teddy Bridgewater I just don't see them being able to do much. I mean, you look at Kyle Fuller probably locking down Michael Thomas. I mean, he's locked down pretty much every receiver that's come his way this year so far. And Michael Thomas is a great player. But, you know, after him, you just mentioned Jerry Cook not practicing. If he's not there, I mean, they don't have too many other weapons on that offense. And if Jerry Cook and Alvin Kamara don't play, then you're talking, okay, Latavius Murray would be the backup running back for them. But, I mean, th- th- against this defense, you're going to need a lot more than just Latavius Murray and Michael Thomas and Teddy Bridgewater to get past this defense at home. So, I just, you know, I just think that the Bears defense are going to stifle him and they're going to get after him. This is a Khalil Mack rebound game, right? He didn't do much against the Oakland Raiders. And I truly, I, I just think the, the Raiders game plan well for him, but I expect him to come out here at home. 325 America's game of the week. He's, he's going to wreak some havoc, I think. And Nick Williams, you know, last time he played in Soldier Field, he had two and a half sacks. So these guys are all going to step up. And another big name, sorry to keep rambling here, Roquan Smith. I think last week, you know, that first week off of those personal, or two weeks ago, rather, those that those that first week off of those personal issues, he didn't seem like he was in the right place for whatever reason. He just didn't. And I think everyone could kind of tell that. But, you know, he's got he's gotten through the bye week here, two weeks of rest of, of time to, to figure yourself out. I think he's going to come out here and really, really be the player that we know who he is. And if Alvin Kamara plays, I still like Roquan Smith to have the edge on that linebacker running back matchup there. Okay. So what, let's talk about Khalil Mack then. You mentioned this bounce back. 
the Saints offensive line, judging off of their rushing yards and things like that, Kevin, again, mentioning that they're 19th in rushing. This offensive line, as always for the Saints, is kind of suspect. What do we expect? Khalil Mack, make predictions. I will start with, I think Khalil Mack gets two sacks, and I mean, I think he's all over the quarterback all day. I'm, you know, he's, honestly, he's in for a tough matchup against Ryan Ramchick. He's one of the best, you know, offensive tackles in the league, I'd say. Um, You know, he's a young guy. He's been doing his thing. Uh, But Khalil Mack is Khalil Mack. Um, You know, it's going to be interesting to see what the Saints do to to try to contain him. Um, But, you know, sometimes, you know, players like him, he's so good, it it doesn't even matter uh, sometimes. So, um, you know, if if they do contain him, you know, you got to look, you got to look for other guys to step up. We know Akeem Hicks is not there, so um, it's going to be a team effort defensively. Um, you know, the Saints' offensive line, it's its not the best, but um, they have some decent guys on, on that offensive line, so I don't think it's going to be a cakewalk by any means. But, um, you know, our, our Khalil Mack, if I had to put, you know, numbers to it, I would say he'll have a, a sack or a sack and a half, um, and, and, you know, I think he will – he will cause problems. I think he'll definitely cause problems. Yeah, I mean, it's no doubt he's going to cause problems. We know that's almost a given every week. I'll go with two sacks as well. Um, again, it's just weird. At home, he seems like a different player. I don't know why. At home, in big-time, meaningful games, this guy shows up. Not like he shows up in the other games, but, he, I mean, in these specific types of games, he's just an absolute game wrecker. And I don't care if it's the best offensive lineman in the league. We know how capable he is. He's going to get by him. But I, I do want to notice they're going to put a lot of attention on Khalil Mack. You know, the Saints haven't seen the Bears in a while. They don't know what they bring. So they're going to give a lot of attention to Khalil Mack. And they're going to forget a little bit about Leonard Floyd, I think. So I'm going to go with a nice little game from Leonard Floyd. I think the Bears have four total sacks on the day. I think Leonard Floyd gets one and a half of those. Um, and again, I just, I just expect this defensive line to, like, Jake or Chris mentioned wreak havoc, you know what I mean? Uh, and, and just shut them down completely. Yeah. I think this is a good opportunity for the defensive line. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouthwatering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Let's talk about what we think the offense can do. The Saints right now, and obviously we're always talking about Mitch and the passing game. The Saints right now are are allowing about 240 yards passing per game. They've allowed eight passing touchdowns in just six games. Now, the factors here, Mitch is coming off a dislocated shoulder. He's just started practicing again this week. He's been had a lot of time off. Taylor Gabriel's back. Allen Robinson, in the absence of Mitch Trubisky and Taylor Gabriel, has looked like the guy we thought he could be, that number one receiver, that stud. Um, what are we expecting? Do we think that the Bears can exploit a Saints defense that has been pretty decent against the pass? Against the pass? I'm, I'm looking for some of the other receivers, like I mentioned earlier, Anthony Miller, Taylor Gabriel, even Javon Wims. I'm expecting these guys to, to step up because, you know, Marshawn Lattimore, I mean, that, that's one of the top corners in the league. Uh, you can throw him, you know, in that even top five debate, I think. You know, he's, he's Allen Robinson's going to have his hands full, but at the same time, Allen Robinson's Allen Robinson. So he's going to make plays. I, 
the thing is, you know, when, when it's such a close matchup like that, you need other the other guys, you know, you know, in that offense to to, to get it going to, to you know step in for that production. Um, so you know, Anthony Miller, uh, Taylor Gabriel, Trey Burton, even I think um, you know it, it'd be a good time for him to to step up and have a nice. Oh game. yeah, he is on his team, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> oh no, yeah, Jake, don't do him like seriously. that, bro. <laughs> um, well, yeah. you know, I, I think the offense. Um, I think it's going to have to be a full team effort. You know, with PJ Williams isn't there, you know, who, who, he's also been having a great year um, next to Marshall and Lattimore. So, you know, that opens up, you know, the possibility of, of Anthony Miller and Taylor Gabriel going off. So, um, yeah, I'm expecting, you know, just, just a good offensive performance. I, I, I really don't think the Saints defense is anything special. Um, I, I just, I'm, I'm full of confidence heading into this game. Yeah, the, the Saints defense is good. I was kind of overreading them in the beginning. They ranked 10th in the rush and 11th in the pass. Um, so they're not a top five unit or a top three unit, but they are a good unit, uh, a top third of the league unit, you could say. So I think here here's the main thing, right? And, and this is what you have to look into. This is going to be a low-scoring football game. Whether you like it or not, it's going to be a low-scoring, old-school, gritty football game on Sunday. It's going to be, I don't know, 20 to 17. I think somewhere around there. And again, I mentioned a million times, I keep mentioning it. The Bears are just so good defensively at home. I think the Bears only need to score maybe 17 or 20 points uh, to win this football game. They only scored 16 against the Vikings. And granted, that was with Chase Daniel, at quarterback. So, you know, again, I, I think the main thing here is you mentioned a ton of things from the passing game. And I, I like what you said about Anthony Miller. I think this is a very, very big opportunity for him. He's going to be motivated that I think, I don't know if he's not wearing the shoulder brace but he you know i heard he ripped it off he I don't know if they're gonna, so he's not going to wear it correct this man is going to be like a, a, a bird who just unclipped his wings or something i don't know if that's a great analogy but i mean th this guy i think is going to just He's not going to go off for 200 yards, but he's just going to be free. He's going to be ready to go. He's going to just feel like the player he can he can be. But you mentioned the things from the passing game. I think this is the David Montgomery game. I really do. We saw, again, I'll bring it up. The, 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 the only really nice glimpse we've seen from David Montgomery, uh, I won't say that, but his most productive game against Washington, right? You know, he didn't have a ton of yards, but he was running well, and he, and he looked good against Washington. And the main reason for that was because of the offensive line. And it was better with Larson. It'll be better with Coward in there as well. Bars will get his opportunity. So I really think the Bears are really, really going to commit to the run. And the, it's going to be successful this time. They've committed to the run in the past, and it hasn't been successful. This time, they're going to commit to the run, and it's going to be successful. Again, this is a quarterback coming off of the injury. Although I do think they're going to let him cut it loose a little bit. You don't want to have a guy who's coming off a dislocated shoulder to just throw it around all the time and and be running all over the place. Um, but Dave Montgomery, this is his game to shine. He'll be behind a better offensive line. I think they're really, really going to attack that Saints front seven. Uh, and Cam Jordan is, is a threat. They got Tamaro Davis at linebacker. But Dave Montgomery is fully capable and expect him to do a lot of cool things with Tariq Cohen as well in this one. On the other side of that, so let's go with that David Montgomery because that was going to be my next point. The Saints allow mm -hmm. over 100 rushing yards per game, and they have allowed seven touchdowns on the ground mm -hmm. in six games. They're averaging about over four yards per carry. Kevin, I'm right with you. I think David Montgomery, I think this is where we see him really shine. I think to circle back to your point at the beginning of the podcast, I think we look at this uh, at the end of the day and we say, well, not maybe they don't wow us. But we say, hey, like the offensive line did a good job and Dave yeah. Montgomery, we're feeling better now. 
Chris, what do you think about the rushing game this year, this week, this year? A hundred percent. I I think it's going to improve. I think David Montgomery is going to take that next step starting now, starting in in this game. Um, You know, I I, kind of saved my Kyle Long talk for now. I think the, the offensive line is going to be a lot better as much as we hate to say it. And, you know, I'm, I'm fully expecting David Montgomery to have a good game. I, I don't see anything special in this Saints run defense. I think um, they're very beatable. Um, and, yeah, I, I mean, I, 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 I'm on board with you guys. I think this is the game where we look, we look at it after and we're like, all right, you know, th- this offense, you know, something might be brewing here. And I'm just really excited because for the first five weeks, you know, we knew the offensive line was capable of uh, of reaching better than what they had been. But now it seems like there's actually optimism. The weeks prior was just like, okay, we know these guys are pro boys, so they're going to clean it up, right? And it didn't really happen. But now it's like there's an actual reason to believe that it's going to be better. And that is what I'm really excited for. I'm, you know, Ted Larson isn't a name that pops out, but he's a guy that can get the job done. I really think Rashad Howard is a very, very talented young player for this team. And then Alex Bars, you know, he gets promoted from the practice squad. What will his uh, production look like in this one? He may even get certain snaps at right tackle. He did a little bit of that in Notre Dame as well. So you'll mostly see him at right guard. But if Massey's not having a great game, might see him, uh, Alex Barr's getting their right tackle. But, you know, for all those reasons you guys mentioned, for what Chris mentioned, you know, it, it's going to be better. I, I truly do believe that. And because it's going to be better, the run game's going to be better. And because the run game's going to be better, the pass game's going to be better. Because the pass game and the run game are going to be better, the offense is going to be better as a whole. And it's going to open the playbook for Matt Nagy, right? I mean, he talked all about, you know, in that open game, let's just simplify things, simplify, simplify things. And you could tell that it just wasn't the dynamic Matt Nagy offense. And part of that is because you have a limited quarterback in Chase Daniel in. So I think this is where, you know, we can see, again, the creative part of Matt Nagy, but it'll be creatively successful. You know, people were knocking on Matt Nagy early weeks, always being too cute. He's being too creative. and He needs to go back to the basics. That's just not who he is, man, and that's not who he's ever going to be. He's going to be a guy that does it the different way, and this is where we see that on display against the Saints. I'm with you. I think the offense. I think the whole team. This is a chance to get back on track. These Saints are not nearly as scary as they were at the beginning of the season. Let's go right into it then. Let's do our predictions. I'll start. I like this. I think, uh, and I think this this podcast, this recording, I think has really gotten me amped up. I think this has uh, gotten me juiced up for this game. You guys always get, always find a way to get me. You too, but I think Mitch <laughs> comes out. I think he plays well. I think Montgomery plays well, as we just talked about. I'm gonna say, and actually, I'm di- gonna disagree. I think this is a pretty. I, I think we see a couple touchdowns. I, I don't think this is too low scoring. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna say that this is a 21-17 win for the Bears. I think um, I think Anthony Miller has his best game uh, of the year. I think he's going to break out, and I'm looking and talking to everybody that that you know has been writing Anthony Miller off. I've seen so many people say he's garbage, this and that, and you know not taking anything you know with context. So um, I'm I'm looking at all you guys. Just just be ready to 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 witness what Anthony Miller is about to do. Huge game. I think he's going to have a huge game. I think the Bears win. 17 to 13. Uh, Anthony Miller gets close to 100 yards if he doesn't get over. Yeah, give it to him, baby. Let's go Bears. 24 to 13. I don't think the Saints do much more than 13 points uh, in this one. And I really do think, you know, I mentioned it 
the offense thrives, man. I'm going to go Dave Montgomery. Give me a touchdown for Dave Montgomery and 90 yards rushing. Give me two touchdowns for Mitch Trubisky. One to Anthony Miller. And the other one to Trey Burton. And I bet you didn't expect that one. But um, this is this Trey Burton. Trey Burton. Who? A little bit of Trey Burton sighting. (laughs) Who? Yeah, you won't be saying that for next week. I truly think he'll have a nice game. But um, if you want to just talk future outlook here, this, this is a ginormous ginormous opportunity for the Chicago Bears here against the 5-1 and one Saints. Last week was a nice victory for him. I mean, he was 13-6 against the Jaguars on the road against a pretty good defense. It's not necessarily an easy win, but I have seen plenty of media personalities putting the Saints in the top five, saying they are, you know, the top team in the NFC right now to make the Super Bowl. So if the Bears come out here, from everything we've heard from everybody, everyone's writing them off. They come out, get a win, move to 4-2. and two. The Saints would be at 5-2. and two. I mean, you're looking really, really good and a nice kickoff to this you know, relatively tough schedule that the Bears have coming up. So uh, just future outlook, what, what do you guys um, make about that? You know, this is a huge opportunity for them to go forward uh, t- to get a, get a good win and then, you know, show themselves that, look, we are Super Bowl contenders. We totally belong in that conversation with the teams like the Saints and, you know, the 49ers, I guess, as well. So, I mean, I really, I, 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 go I ahead, Chris. My bad, man. I remember, um, before the year, this three-game stretch that we're about to hit, we were talking about how, you know, how hard it's going to be. And, and you know, now that I look at it, I was talking about this with a couple of my buddies. These are these look like three very winnable games, honestly. Yes. I mean, I, I mean honestly, I, I would be shocked if the Bears don't win two out of three of these games at the very least. I, I think they have the talent to do so. Um, you know, I, I the Chargers, in my opinion, are, are not even a good team, let alone a playoff team mm-hmm. at this point. I, I, I just don't think um, the Chargers are, are anything. I, I And the Eagles look very beatable, um, although it's a road game for the Bears. So, I mean, look, you have a, you have a nice, you know, chance to, to go two and one in this little stretch. Um, and, you know, from you, you're, you'd be five and three at that point, And, you know, you're, you're still in the division run. And, you know, I think we're better than the teams in our division. So we win these, you know, quote unquote, tough games. Um, and, you know, I think we're in a very good spot. Yeah, I'm right with you. Uh, four and two sounds way better than three and two. And this division is still very much up for grabs. Oh, yeah. I think that they're like all these teams, the Vikings, Packers and Lions are all flawed. Not to say that the Bears aren't flawed. Of course they are. But this division is very much up for grabs. I think the Bears, this is the start of the Bears cementing themselves as a as a powerhouse again, as a threat in the NFC. And you know, this the stretch that the Bears are about to go on with the Saints and the Chargers and the Eagles specifically, you know, this those teams all look a lot more beatable than they did yes. preseason. So I, I think 100%. the future outlook for the Bears is very, very good, very, very high. Um, and that starts this week, I think. I, I think they play some strong football this week. Yeah, and I got one more thing here before we wrap it up. I know you're about to wrap it up, but I just want to bring it up because it was a divisional game and it was on Monday night. The officiating, because I want to know what you guys think about it. It's not necessarily a specific Chicago Bears issue, but it's an NFL issue. And we saw it on Monday night, two ridiculous hands-of-the-face calls against Trey Flowers of the Detroit Lions that I would say pretty much decided the game against the Packers on Monday night football. What do you guys just make of that? Because, you know, it is relevant because if the Lions go win that game, they're looking at 3-2-1. and one. Packers would be looking at 4-2. and two. I mean, that could really change 
the whole scope of the division going forward because of one silly little call that the refs wanted to make. And it's been an issue throughout the NFL the whole entire year. Um, And I know it's not specific to the Bears, but it is 100% relevant. It needs to be changed. It's an epidemic. And, you know, they had a meeting with Al Rivron at the owner's meeting. So hopefully it gets cleaned up. But what did you guys make of that? And just on the officiating in general, I want to hear your thoughts on that. Yeah, I mean, I I think it's relevant just because the officiating has been bad all year that, I mean, something like this could easily happen to the Bears, and that's kind of what's frustrating. Like, you know, know, in a couple weeks, the Bears could easily lose a game because of a bad call, especially with the way that, you know, the officiating has has gone already this year. You know, nothing would surprise me. So, I mean, they got to get it cleaned up because it's getting pretty ridiculous. I mean, if, if, if I were somebody who didn't watch the NFL and I watched that game, I would think that, Honestly, I would honestly think the NFL is was rigged. Like, I'm not even kidding. That there's some <laughs> yeah. calls this year that have yeah. been called that it's just like, damn, man. Like, what are these guys watching? And I know officiating is not easy at all. Um, but you know, they, they, they got to find a way to to, to get to, to make this work because I mean, it's pretty ridiculous at this point. Yeah, I I'm right there with Chris. I think there needs to be some kind of. Uh... I mean, obviously, you're in the middle of the season, so you can't revamp anything right now, but it's probably something that gets addressed in, at the, in the offseason. Yeah, it's weird because in that game, you know, I had people, I was complaining about it, obviously, because it was ridiculous, and people were like, oh, well, you know what happened to the Bears in week uh, two when the Denver Broncos got that roughing the passer call, uh, and the Bears were able to set up that field goal due to that. But the, the interesting thing about that game was we saw that same exact call get called against the Bears earlier. In this game against the Packers, at home in Lambeau, every single call was going their way. And this is something, as Bears fans, were. this isn't you know new to us. I mean, every time we go to Lambeau, it seems like that's the case, right? The Packers get every single call, and it's like, you know, what the heck is going on? I'm not saying the Packers are paying the refs, but maybe Aaron Rodgers is sliding a 20 into the pocket. I don't know what to tell you. But, you know, ju- just in general, uh, that game in specific was 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 an issue, and hopefully it gets changed going forward because this we look at those this next uh, stretch of games, we talk about how difficult it is. Odds are they're going to be close games. And odds are, like Chris mentioned, it, there could be a crucial penalty that could ultimately affect the outcome of the game. So hopefully they get it cleaned up um, and, and taken care of before this final stretch uh, so that the Bears and pretty much every other team don't have to deal with what the Lions and other teams have experienced throughout the year. Yeah, it'll definitely be something to watch, just like we'll be watching Bears Saints this week. Close game, we all expect at least somewhat a competitive game. And we're expecting a win. We're always positive about this team for the most part. But we'll be watching it. We're excited to just have Bears football back. But that'll do it for us. We'll be back with the recap early next week. Maybe we'll even get Josh Lyles back on the program. But until then, for myself, for Kevin, for Chris, thank you for joining us. Thank you for listening as always. And we'll see you next week. And as always, bear down.